What's going on, guys? This is Jimmy with Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. I'm back. I know I took a week off. I apologize. I uh, had a really rough uh, 4th of July weekend, but, uh, you know, it was fun. Nice to have the week off and everything. Nice to come back, play some football and everything. So, the breakdown for today, what I think I'm going to go through is I think I'm going to go through the standings from the last two weeks. Or, not the standings, the uh, matchups from the last two weeks. And then I'm going to move into the standings. And then we'll move into the matchups for next week and the impact they can have on the divisions that they're being played in. <coughs> so, we are going to start with the North Division. Um, going all the way back to the matchups right before the 4th of July weekend. You had Pray for Rain versus Ohio State. Pray for Rain ended up coming up on top of that one, 35-19. No surprise there, Pray for Rain's been a pretty dominant team so far. They're on top of the division, really. And um, Ohio State seems to be struggling with their offense as of right now. So um, that, or that matchup was no surprise. Uh, you had Get Money Gang versus the Tigers. The Tigers ended up coming out, out on top, 52-46. or 52 to 46. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really interested by that one because um, Get Money Gang is a team that I didn't expect to put up that many points against the Tigers. So if they end up staying in last and, and the Tigers end up clinching first, I think that's going to be the matchup for the first round of the playoffs. So that's going to be a good game if the score is going to be that high and that close um, from here on out. Then you had the Cobras versus Plan B. Cobras ended up coming out on top 26-20. to And uh, that wraps up the North matchups for the 27th. Nothing really interesting happened that week. Nothing worth mentioning. Uh, moving on to last week, you had Debo versus the Ducks. Debo came out on top, 40-20. to um, Very impressed with that. Debo's been struggling a little bit. Finally came out, found their footing and everything. Ended up winning a game by 20 points. That's really that's really good to see for, uh, out of them. Then you had the Tigers versus Ohio State. Again, no offense to Ohio State, but no surprise they ended up losing to the Tigers, one of the top teams in the division as of right now. And, uh, you know, they ended up beating a team that, like I said, struggling offensively. Then you had the Cobras versus the HC Ducks. The Cobras ended up coming out on top 38-35. to Cobras trying to make a statement before they ended up going into um, into the playoffs and everything, winning their first game, and then they had a doubleheader that day. We'll move into that later. Uh, you had Debo again playing their doubleheader. They ended up getting their second win on the day. They ended up winning 40-20 to versus the Ducks, and then 43-26 to versus Get Money Gang. So Debo seems to have figured something out. Finally scoring, getting some wins under the belt and everything. So that's good to see out of Debo. Uh, then you had the Cobras versus Tigers. The Tigers ended up winning that one 50-34. I was surprised after the Tigers, you know, ended up playing pretty well but losing to Plan B. I expected the Cobras to take this one. But losing by 16 points, I'm actually really impressed by the Tigers. So we'll see how they end up performing for the uh, last game of the season and how they end up placing. And then you had Pray for Rain ended up winning over uh, Plan B. Um... I heard this one was controversial. I, I got a little insight on this one. Apparently, what happened was the quarterback for the opposite to, for the opposite team for the team that's not Plan B, Pray for Rain. They their quarterback ran in the frozen zone, and that ended up being a or a penalty ended up getting called. But instead of a ten second runoff being called like it should have been with three seconds left. There was no runoff, and they got to replay the down. And due to the replay of the down, the quarterback then scored, even though he was frozen, and that ended up giving uh, Pray for Rain the win over Plan B. So that's a little bit controversial, but 
again, I don't know if that's really the situation. I only got one side of the story. So, you know. But if that's the case, that's a really, really, really shitty way to lose. But it is what it is. Um, moving on to the South Division or the Silver Division. On the 27th, you had Dallas Watkins versus the Dons. The Dons ended up squeezing out a win there, 29-27. to Well-fought victory for the Dons, uh, showing that they are you know, able to play in this division. They have been performing a little bit better as of recently. Uh, Gangrene, you had win over the Mambas, 54-33. to um, Gangrene has been a very dominant force since getting their quarterback um, back on the team and everything, and they should be a contender for the, uh, for the championship in this division if they keep playing the way they are. Then you had the Monsters versus Outlaws. The Outlaws ended up winning that one, 33-10. That was a big dub for the Outlaws after taking a couple really, really close losses and everything. A couple really big, um, a couple really big uh, plays and everything out of them against the Monstars. They ended up winning 33-10. Then you had Get Back Gang versus Drunken Disorderly. Drunken Disorderly ended up coming out on top of that one, 41-40. Uh, very, very close game. Very competitive game. Um, really fun to watch that game and everything. Uh, moving on to the matchups that happened after that in the following two weeks on the 11th, you had Get Back Gang versus the Mambas. The Mambas ended up coming out on top of that one, 34-20. Then you had Dallas Watkins versus the Monstars. Dallas Watkins ended up coming out on top of the Monstars, 42-27. The Monstars have really been struggling since they've moved from bronze to silver. They've been having a very, very rough time. I don't know if it's the switch from the quarterback or what's been going on with them, but they've been having a really difficult time really clicking in the Silver Division. So we'll see how they do come playoffs. Uh, then you had the Dons versus the Outlaws in what I would call the game of the week. That was a phenomenal game. Ended up coming down to one of the last plays. Uh, Outlaws ended up coming out on top of that one, 37-36. Very, very well-fought dub on the uh, side of the Outlaws. A lot of shit talking during that game. It was a lot of fun to watch, but uh, absolutely great game. And then you had Gangrene playing Drunken Disorderly. Gangrene came out on top 40-20 to over Drunken Disorderly. I thought Drunken Disorderly might be the ones to take this uh, division, but seeing as Gangrene are back in action and playing like they used to, there's a very good chance that Gangrene can take this division. So we'll see how um, Gangrene ends up performing. We'll see how Drunken Disorderly end up adjusting when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to playoffs, I don't know why the word playoffs slipped my mind there. Uh, moving on to the East Division or the Bronze Division. On the 27th, you had the Ducks versus Team Beckfist. Team Beckfist ended up taking the dub over the Ducks, 40-28. to uh, Team Beckfist seems to have gotten their, uh, their, their wheels underneath them. They're finally rolling as of right now, and they seem to have everything under control. Then you had Dr. T versus the Spartans. Spartans ended up coming out on top of that one, 33-28. Uh, Well-fought dub for the Spartans. They played really well during that game. Uh, then you had the Gabagools versus Evolve. Gabagools ended up winning 49-13. Uh, a team that's been playing very well versus a team that's been struggling in this division. No surprise that the Gabagools ended up taking that one pretty dominantly. Uh, you had the Olympians versus Dr. D. Uh, Dr. T ended up playing a doubleheader on the 27th. Dr. T actually ended up winning that one 39-18. I'm impressed with Dr. D. Like I said, they're a team that can play really well, so never sleep on them because they're a team that can put up like 39, 40, 50 points out of nowhere, 
and uh, beat teams that, you know, I thought would at least put up a competition against them. But losing my 21 points against Dr. D shows that the Olympians may have a couple things to work on. Then you had TCU versus the Gabagools. TCU ended up winning that one, uh, kind of solidifying the fact that they're on top of the division as right now they ended up beating the Gabagools 20-19. Uh, but seeing as that was close, uh, they may want to, you know, work something out for playoffs, make sure that they have uh, their defense and their offense solidified to make sure that that 20-19 doesn't turn out to be like a 21-20 to or something where they end up losing this time. So uh, TCU seems to be on top right now, but they may want to... Uh, they may want to approach playing some of the better division teams. They are, you know, the best team in the division as of right now, though. And then moving on to the 11th, you had the Ducks versus Dr. D. Like I said about last week, Dr. D can go up and put up, like, 40 points. They ended up winning 40-16 to over the Ducks. It seems like Dr. D seemed to have, um, after that first loss on the 27th, they seemed to have gotten a little bit angry and started playing a little bit better and losing by only 5 points to the Spartans is pretty impressive in itself, seeing as they are a very, very good team. So it's good to see that out of uh, Dr. D and seeing that they have been performing a little bit better. Hopefully they can perform uh, well enough to make it somewhere in playoffs. Then you had Evolve versus the Olympians. The Olympians, a team that I thought were going to be playing pretty well towards the end of the season, but it seems like they've been having an issue. Um, Evolve kind of, you know, winning 21 to 19 over the Olympians and Evolve struggling as hard as they have been. It's kind of uh it's kind of weird to see Evolve taking the dub over them and it's kind of weird to see the Olympians losing two in a row. Then you had TCU versus the Spartans. TCU ended up winning 14 to 13. That was a very very close game that ended in absolute fucking heartbreak. It was just such a close game. They were ahead and they ended up changing up their defense, and they ended up losing the game. It was just, it was very heartbreaking. I was really cheering for the Spartans, but uh, TCU ended up taking another one, solidifying that they are the best team in this division currently. And then you had Team Beckfist versus the Gabagools, and Team Beckfist won 26-18 over the Gabagools. Um, <coughs> what the fuck? The Gabagools being a team that almost beat TCU, and being one of the more dominant teams in the division... I've lost to a team that I thought were going to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. So, Team Beckfist may have found something out and may have things clicking on their team now. So, watch out for them, uh, East Division. And then, moving on to the West, on the 27th, you had the Renegades versus the Grizzlies. The Renegades ended up winning that one, 39-14. Uh, Renegades are a well-put-together team. They showed that they can uh, end up beating a lot of the top-tier teams and a lot of the teams that can put up a lot of points. So um, them winning 39-14 to against a team that's been struggling a lot really isn't that uh, surprising. Then you had Going Deep versus Me Machine. Going Deep ended up winning that one, 46-19. Uh, no surprise there. Going Deep is a team that loves the deep ball, and Me Machine seems to struggle with the defense against a good deep ball offense. And uh, Going Deep were just kind of tossing the ball. I was watching that game. I don't know if JB or JP. I don't know. John, I think his name is. Bro, that guy had like... Literally three touchdowns by the time I left the field to go play my game. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, then you had Florida Lee versus the Saints. Florida Lee ended up winning that one, 32-25. I don't know what's up with this team. They ended up losing all their games, and then they ended up taking one against a team that I thought was one of the better teams in the division. So maybe Florida Lee figured something out. Uh, we'll see what the hell happens come um, playoffs. 
And then you had Show Us Your TDs versus the Phantoms. Show Us Your TDs ended up coming out on top of the Phantoms, 19-12. to 12. Uh, That was a great game. We always have a great competitive game between the two of us. Uh, both teams were a little iffy on offense, but it was a very, very good defensive game. We both had a blast. Um, very well fought, and I think that we'll end up seeing each other either in the finals or somewhere in the playoffs. So uh, that'll be fun to see. Great game, Phantoms. And then you had... Uh, Oh, Jeff got a little upset with me. He started yelling at me. He started talking shit on the sideline. It's a lot of fun, though. But uh, under the 11th, you had Fleur de Lee versus the Phantoms. Phantoms ended up coming out on top of that one, 36-21. Uh, after taking the dub, they ended up losing the one after the bye week. So Fleur de Lee either figured something out and then fell apart again or just got lucky against the Saints. I don't really know what happened there. Uh, then you had the Pylon Pythons versus the Renegades. Pylon Pythons ended up losing 32-14 to against the Renegades. Renegades, like I said, well put together team. Pylon Pythons, not a bad team, but uh, seeing as they lost to the Renegades by, you know, 18 points, that's a uh, pretty big deficit, and seeing as the Renegades are more of a uh, defense and offense first team. But uh, Renegades really ended up winning that one. Uh, number 14, I was watching him. Guy doesn't drop a ball. Guy's ridiculous. But uh, then Pylon Pythons played in their doubleheader. They played the Grizzlies. They ended up winning 41-27. to Again, no surprise there. I know Jay's on the team, but the Grizzlies have been really struggling. They're having a really rough time. Not a fun time. So, uh, yeah, that, that happened. And then uh, show us your TDs versus me, Machine. We had a, a nail-biter. Uh, we had our backup quarterback in because Mike was, uh, I don't know, he had a friend up from Boston or something. He had, he had something to do. Mike, Mike's an important guy. But he had something to do. We ended up playing our asses off. Uh, ben played quarter. Ben subbed in for quarterback for us. It was a lot of fucking fun. Um, we had a little bit of a spat because somebody uh, spat at my quarterback. But uh, I, I, again, I don't know if it was intentional. But he literally he got he was like get that shit out of here and he like because he swatted the ball. But my receiver ended up catching the ball. So the quarterback was like, yeah, it's fuck your career. What you fucking say? And he ran. And as he ran past him, the guy just spit in his direction. And I was like, bro. I was like, come the fuck on. And that ended up causing a little tension. But I still love most of me, Machine. 90% of them. Um, you know. Oh, and then there was the kid who said uh, his sister had broader shoulders than me. Yeah, so broad that I can grip them when I find her later. Uh, I mean, anyways. Uh, and then he said I had broad, or I had tiny shoulders, and then I scored on his team. So I found that a lot of fucking fun. Um, but yeah, great game. Uh, shout out to Dante again. Love that kid. But uh, yeah, I mean... Coach me machine. I, I still love him. I still love that entire team. I thought their better receiver. I think he injured himself on the first play, or something happened to him. But uh, yeah, the guy who I think is one of their better receivers, if not their best receiver and safety, uh, he was sitting out. But um, you know, seeing as they were missing him and we were missing one of our better players, it evened out. But anyways, uh, we ended up winning that one, 29-27. That was a great game. And then moving on to the Central or the Plastic Division, you have the 27th. You had the Great Apes versus the Wolfpack. Great Apes ended up taking that one over the Wolfpack, 19 to 13. Great Apes are a very technical team. When their plays end up working for them, they end up winning pretty, um, pretty decisively. But uh, Great Apes take that one, 19 to 13. Then you had, <coughs> sorry about that. Then you had Vicious and Delicious versus the Rebels. Vicious and Delicious ended up winning that one, 44-35. Um, Vicious and Delicious are starting to worry me. They have a very well-put-together team, but 
playing the Rebels and letting them put up 35 points and then playing in the follow-up game, playing White Lightning and only winning 26-20 to is very interesting to me, seeing as White Lightning is not a very well team, it seems like, as of right now. And um, seeing as they're not really a well-put-together team and you're only winning by six. I mean, they are a good team, clearly. They're fighting for first right now. But again, I don't know how well the team... I, I don't know if they were just missing guys because they're a whole bunch of cops who work a whole bunch of different schedules. So I don't know what was going on there, but it seems a little weird to me that they ended up uh, winning twenty six to twenty uh, only twenty six to twenty over White Lightning. Uh, then you had Mud Dogs versus the Rejects. The Rejects ended up winning that one thirty to twenty six. Uh, great game by the Mud Dogs. Had a lot of fun during that game. Then you had uh, White Lightning playing their double header. Ended up playing Team Double A. Team Double A ended up beating White Lightning. And seeing as Team AA does not get wins very often, and they ended up beating Team White Lightning, and Vicious and Delicious only won by 6. You get where I'm going with this whole I'm confused by only winning by 26 to 20 kind of thing. But anyways, White Lightning ended up losing to Team AA, 26 to 20. And then you had TF Rating ended up winning over Team AA in their double header, 42 to 14. Uh, not really surprising there. No offense, Team AA. Love you guys. Uh, moving on to the 11th, you had Great Apes versus Team AA. They ended up losing 33-13. to Great Apes ended up taking that one. Like I said, when they're executing well, they play very, very well. So um, no surprise there to see Great Apes take one over Team AA. Mud Dogs ended up playing the Wolf Pack, ended up winning 26-7. to That was a very well-played uh, game. I ended up watching that game. Uh, Wolf Pack played a really, really uh, well-put-together offense and a shutdown defense. I was very, very surprised by the Wolf Pack to see them not score as uh, they normally do. And then uh, you had the Great Apes playing a doubleheader. They ended up winning 13-12 to over White Lightning. Uh, White Lightning's... Uh, man, they're having a rough time. They're having a really, really rough fucking time. I don't have any other words for them. Uh, then you had TF Rating. They ended up winning 35-22 over the Mud Dogs. Uh, I didn't end up watching that game because I was playing on the turf, and the Rejects ended up beating the Rebels 34-28. My ear still hurts. Dude, this kid molly whopped the shit out of my ear on a catch, or like an attempted catch. Oh my god, it hurts so bad. My ear's still sore from Sunday. Still fucking sore. But, um, I like the Rebels. They're a very, 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 very competitively put-together team. Like, they can play, and they will keep the game close. But they're also really genuine. Like, the kid hit me on accident, like, in my ear. And um, at one point in time, I thought I popped my fucking ACL. Like, I, I felt the pop in my knee. And um, I went down for a second. And all the guys on the other team, like, the quarterback was in the middle of a drive. And he looks over to me and he goes, you good? I just thought that was really genuine. Like, not many guys would actually give a fuck to actually, like, you know, check on the other team. So seeing as the Rebels were checking up on, you know me when I was injured. I thought that was really cool. I really think the Rebels are a uh, well-put-together team and everything. I think that's pretty cool and everything. So, uh, yeah. But uh, moving on, I'm going to go over the standings. And then after I go over the standings, I'm going to come back to the matchups for this uh, upcoming week and see what kind of impact they might have on the standings. So, we have... We're going to start with the North Division. Uh, you have... <coughs> apologies. You have the Tigers in first place currently at six and one. Pray for rain at six and one, and then you have the Cobras at six and two. Cobras are currently finished. The only way they can end up clinching out first place is if Pray for rain or Tigers end up losing by like thirty or forty plus points. 
not losing by, but having 40 or 30 plus points scored on them and they end up losing. That's one way. I think that's the only other way. Uh, then you have plan B at three and four. Um, Ohio State's at two and five. HC Ducks are at two and six. Then you have Debo at two and five and Get Money Gang at one and six. I'm pretty sure every game or every team has to play eight games. So HC Ducks is guaranteed a doubleheader. Cobras are done. And those are the only teams that are currently done. Every other team will be playing. HC Ducks will probably be playing a doubleheader, if I'm not mistaken. No, Gary has them just playing one less game. Gary is such an odd guy sometimes. All right, so moving on to the schedule for next week, so we can talk about that. Yeah, the HD Ducks versus Tigers. So the Ducks need this win to end up trying to move ahead of Ohio State. They need Ohio State to lose, and they need this win to end up moving possibly ahead of them. And then the Tigers need this win because if the Tigers can get this win, they can stay in first place and end up getting the lower seeding matchup. Um, then you have Plan B versus Get Money Gang. This is a huge game for Plan B and Get Money Gang because Get Money Gang does have a lot of points against, or no, points, and then points against. So they have a lot of points against, so that's not good, actually. Yeah, Get Money Gang is screwed. They're in last place. I'm pretty sure there's no way they end up, uh, unless they win and Debo loses then Debo can end up going back in the last place. But Plan B need this uh, win to stay in the fourth place slot uh, guaranteed. If they end up losing, there's an Ohio State or one of the lower seed teams with two wins ends up uh, losing, there's a chance that they can end up taking that fourth seed, uh, seed spot, and Plan B can slide down anywhere into fifth or even sixth at this point in time. Uh, then you have Ohio State versus the Outlaws. Gary's giving a crossover game right before playoffs. That's interesting. Um, the Outlaws are a Silver Division team, and they will be playing up against Ohio State, who have been struggling currently. They are 2-5, and five, so Gary's kind of giving that a, them a give-me because um, if Ohio State ends up winning that one and Plan B end up losing, then Plan B can end up losing their spot to Ohio State because they played a lower seed team. That's going to be interesting. Then you have Debo versus Pray for Rain. Debo needs this win because if Plan B ends up losing, they can end up moving up a couple um, spots in the or in the seeding. And if even if Plan B end up winning, they could still move ahead of Ohio State and possibly the Ducks, depending on the outcome of their games. So Pray for Rain need that win to end up going ahead of the Tigers if the Tigers end up losing, or if they have more points against scored against them. Um, Pray for Rain needs to have 19 less points against than the Tigers. If that happens, then we could have some fucky shit going on at the top of the division in the North Division. So it all depends on the um, the outcomes, really, of the Debo versus Pray for Rain game and the HG Ducks versus the Tigers. And then Plan B has a pretty important matchup versus Get Money Gang. Um, if I'm going to make predictions, I'm going to say Tigers win, Plan B wins, um... Ohio State should win, but Outlaws could pull this one out. I don't know how that's going to end up turning out with a crossover game. And then Pray for Rain should end up winning, but Debo's been on a tear. They've been playing really well, so we'll see how Debo end up playing against Pray for Rain. Um, that's really cool to see a lot of the matchups um, holding a lot of weight in the uh, in the North Division. 
Then we're going to move on to the South Division, where you have Drunken Disorderly at 6-1 and one, and Gangrene at 6-1. and one. Um, That's going to be huge because Gangrene has the uh, head-to-head over Drunken Disorderly. So if they end up tying, then Gangrene ends up taking this one. If Drunken Disorderly end up winning, then they'll take the division. If Gangrene end up winning and Drunken Disorderly don't, they'll end up taking the division. It all depends on uh, the matchups for next week, which we'll get into in a little bit. Then you have the Mambas at 4-2. and two. I believe they'll have to play a doubleheader, if I'm not mistaken, because they're going to have to finish out their last two games. Uh, then you have Get Back Gang at 4-3. and three. The Dons at 4-3. and three. That's going to be a big um, cluster of matchups that are going to matter. Outlaws at 3-4, and four, and they have to play up next week, so that's going to be very interesting. Dallas Watkins at 3-4, and four, Monstars at 2-5, and five, and Goon Squad at 0-3. Oh so Goon Squad are solidified at the bottom right now. There is no them getting out of the bottom. They are going to be playing a matchup against the lower-seeded team for the 8th spot to play the first-seeded team. I think I have that right. Yeah, because 8 and 9 will play, and then winner of 8 and 9 plays 1. So, yes, they'll be playing either Monstars, Dallas Watkins, or Outlaws, depending on the outcomes of next week's games. Um, next week's games, you have the Mamas versus Dallas Watkins. That's going to be big because Mamas being 4-2 and two right now, they are ahead of the other teams with four wins, but them having to play two games, they could take two losses, end up going to 4-4, four and four, and another team could take the dub. So, um... Mamba's in a big matchup. Uh, Dallas Watkins also trying to stay out of last place. So they're trying to take the dub while they're hoping the Monsters end up getting a loss. Then you have Get Back Gang versus the Dons. Uh, that's a big matchup for the Dons and Get Back Gang because the winner of that one can take over the Mambas if the Mambas end up getting two losses. Even, no, they have too many points against. So yeah, Mambas, if they can get at least one win next week, they'll solidify their third place spot as of right now. Um, then you have Gangrene versus the Monstars. That's, that's just not fair. <laughs> Gary just gave Gangrene the division. So, Drunken, uh, Gangrene basically are playing one of the worst teams in the division for their first place spot win. So, that's going to be interesting. Gangrene is playing the Monstars. Uh, the Monstars are trying to stay at a last place. Or, not last place, but second to last place so that they could try to not play their, uh, double header playing that 8 and 9 game and then having to play that uh that first seed team right afterwards but um yeah it seems like they might take the loss and end up just keeping uh that might be the 8 and 9 game the goon squad versus the monsters so that'll be interesting uh my prediction gangrene wins that game not even a question uh then you have ohio state versus outlaws um like i stated when we were talking about the north division that's outlaws playing up i'm really Surprised Gary did that seeing as the outlaws are fighting for a possible spot or a possible chance to move up all the way into fourth or fifth if they get this win. Um, but them playing up, it's going to be a lot more difficult for them. But again, Ohio State's skidding, so they might have a chance of winning that one. And then you have Drunken Disorderly versus the Mambas. Uh, Mambas are being four and two, they only need one dub to clinch that third place spot and they're playing the first place team. If they can end up taking a dub over Drunken Disorderly, this will be huge because that'll mean that Gangrene definitively clinch that spot. Um, if Gangrene and Drunken Disorderly both get the dub, then Gangrene still clinch the spot. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Drunken Disorderly game goes with Mambas, and then the Gangrene game goes with the Monsters. Also the first game of the day with Monster, or with the Mambas and Dallas Watkins. 
And then, I'm not going to lie, I'm also interested about the Outlaws and Ohio State game, because watching a crossover game right before playoffs is going to be very, very fucking interesting. So we'll see how that ends up going. Gary, I don't know how your mind works, but I'm here for the fucking, I'm here for the shit fest. I, I love it. I love watching all this shit go down. I love watching all these teams have to duke it out and shit to get their spots, so. Moving on to the East Division, or the Bronze Division. You have solidified in first place, TCU. They are 7-0 right now. No one's catching up to them. No questions asked. They have their first place spot locked down. Um, there are only eight teams in this division, so there will be no play-in. So you have the Gabagools in second place at 5-2. and two. Spartans at 4-3. and three. Team Beckfist out of nowhere at 4-3. and three. Dr. D at 2-5. and five. Olympians at 2-4. and four. Evolve at 2-5, and five, and the Ducks at 1-5. and five. I believe the Ducks will be playing a doubleheader to catch up with everybody, and nobody has eight games played, if I'm counting correctly. Yeah, nobody has eight games played, so we will have, if I'm not mistaken, ten matchups uh, for the inter-team matchups, one team playing a doubleheader. So <coughs> you have the Ducks versus the Gobble Ghouls. That's going to have some um, weight to it, seeing as the Ducks need to play a doubleheader to try and get out of that last place spot so they don't have to verse TCU, who seem to have locked their spot into the finals as of right now. Um, and then Gabagools are fighting to keep their second place spot because if they end up getting that dub, they'll solidify that they have the second place uh, second place spot because no one can catch up to them at the six wins. Um, so Gabagools are going to be pressing for that win against the Ducks early in the morning. Then you have TCU versus Dr. D. Uh, Dr. D fighting try and keep their uh, fourth place spot but unfortunately going into TCU unless they can pull out a miracle uh, it might be rough for Dr. D they might end up falling in the standings if any of the other teams around them end up getting that win so uh, it's a big fight for Dr. D TCU this matchup literally doesn't matter they could throw this matchup and it wouldn't matter so uh, then you have the Ducks playing Evolve that's huge also because um, if the Ducks can end up winning their first game this game will mean a lot because if they end up winning this game, then they'll end up going ahead of Evolve in the standings, ending up having Evolve playing TCU. So if the Ducks end up winning against the Gabagools, this matchup will have a lot more uh, weight to it. And then even if they lose, this will be a very weighted match uh, because if the Ducks end up taking it over Evolve, they'll both be at two and six and then the ducks will have the head-to-head -head, so evolve will fall into last place so that's gonna be huge um oh and then the olympians play a doubleheader that's also interesting so then you have the olympians playing the spartans that's gonna be huge because the spartans can end up taking that win and the gobbles end up losing they can slide into second place if the spartans end up losing they could lose their third place berth right now to team beckfist possibly um that's a huge matchup. And then you have the Olympians versus Team Beckfist. So basically, the Olympians are playing gatekeeper right now. If Team Beckfist end up beating them and the Spartans end up beating them, then I believe Spartans have the head-to-head, -head, so the Spartans will um, take third place. But if the Olympians can beat one of them, they'll be playing gatekeeper to the other team and stopping that other team from making it. If they can beat both teams, that'll be huge because then they move up to 4-4. Four and four. And the other two teams that they just beat fall to 4-4. Four and four, And they have the head-to-head -head over both of them. So, that'll be huge. 
Um, the Olympians are looking to get two dubs out of the uh, Spartans and Team Beckfist. Spartans and Team Beckfist looking to lock up their positions in the third and fourth spots as of right now. So we'll see how that en ends up turning up. A lot of these playoff matchups, or a lot of these uh, matchups, are really, really weighted and are going to have a uh, huge, you know, effect on the standings. I really like that. Um, I was expecting to go through these standings and just see, like, you know, roadkill and really not many matchups that uh, mattered, but... And then look at the West. This is even more fun. I love this. All right, so going into the West or the Copper Division, you have Going Deep, Pylon Pythons, and Phantoms, all at 5-2 and two currently. Renegades at 4-2-1. Show Us Your TDs at 4-3. Mean Machine at 3-3-1. Three, three Saints at 2-5. Florida de Lee at two and five, and Grizzlies at two and five. Four, six, eight. We have nine teams in our division. So last place, uh, eight and nine, will be playing each other before they end up playing the first spot place team. And there's a lot of weighted matchups going into this week. So I'm going to be really interested to see what the matchups are um, going into this week. Uh, going deep versus Phantoms. Holy shit, that's going to be a great game. Um, basically solidifying who takes first um unless the pylon pythons end up getting a win so you have going deep versus the phantoms to figure out who gets the sixth win and who gets their third loss um that's going to be huge for the standing seeing as they both are fighting for first as of right now and the winner of that will have the head-to-head -head matchup being a huge thing when it comes to the standings um come playoffs then you have florida lee versus the rebels um florida lee currently at two and five the Rebels are currently a team in the Central Division, if I'm not mistaken. So that's interesting to see. I guess Gary's trying to test out if they should be moved down. Uh, Florida Lee versus the Rebels going into uh, a weighted playoff matchup. So that's going to be big because if Florida Lee can take one over the Rebels, they'll end up getting 3-5 and five and end up pushing themselves out of that 2-5 and five bracket towards the bottom. They might end up being able to... Uh, squeeze out a 7th place finish and not end up having to play that play-in. Then you have Show Us Your TDs versus Pylon Pythons. This is huge for both teams because if Pylon Pythons can get the win, then it all depends on the head-to-head -head matchups against Going Deep and Phantoms to see who ends up taking the first place spot there. Um, and Show Us Your TDs are currently at 4-3, and three, where if we take the win and then... Um, Renegades take the loss, there's a chance we could jump them. If we take the win and we have the head-to-head -head over the Phantoms and going deep. So whoever loses that one, we end up jumping also if we win. It's huge implications um, about this matchup. So show us your TDs and Pylon Pythons and going deep versus Phantoms have huge implications on the top half of the division. And then you have Renegades versus the Saints. That has huge implications also on the top and bottom of the division because Saints are fighting to keep their 7th place spot locked so they don't have to play in that play-in. If they have to play in the play-in, they'll have to play two games, 8 and 9, and then against first place. That'll be huge. Um, but if they can end up taking the dub, they'll end up giving some wiggle room at the top of the division. And then when if that happens, then you know they also solidify their spot in 7th. It, it's huge. So this Saints and Renegades game, also huge. Because if the Renegades end up losing, um, then show us your TDs, jump them. If the Renegades end up winning, then show us your TDs and Renegades will end up drop or jumping a team 
at least one team, if I'm not mistaken, because um, Phantoms and Pylon will both be at five and three, and then we'll have two teams of five and two, one at five, two and one, and then one at five and three. It's this whole division's fucking close. I love it. And then you have Grizzlies versus Mean Machine, and that's also huge because if Show Us Your TDs lose and Mean Machine end up winning, then Mean Machine can end up jumping Show Us Your TDs because they have one tie. And then I'm pretty sure they can end up jumping the Renegades, possibly, depending on the head-to-head matchup. I, again, all these matchups have huge implications. So, um, Grizzlies versus Me Machine, a little less weighted than a couple of the other games. Uh, show us your TDs and Pylon Pythons, that's a huge game. Renegades versus Saint, huge game. Going Deep versus Phantoms, huge game. And then Fleur de Lee versus the Rebels is good for the or is big for the implications at the bottom of the standings. So we'll see how that ends up going. Um, wow, all these divisions are really fucking close. I'm really enjoying going over these. Um, and then moving on to the Central Division, the final division that we have, um, you have the Rejects at five and two, currently at top on top. Vicious and Delicious at five and two. TF Rating at four two and one. Grape Apes at four and four. Wolfpack at three three and one. Rebels at three and four. White Lightning at 1-5, and, and then Mud Dogs and Team AA at 1-7. We have 2, 4, 6, 8, 9 teams, so there will be a play-in play in for this uh, division. And it's going to be between Mud Dogs and AA. There is no question about it. They cannot end up winning. Um, <coughs> Actually, if Mud Dogs have beaten White Lightning, and they end up getting the win... And White Lightning, White Lightning can't get a loss. But White Lightning don't need a loss. I don't know how that works. That's going to be interesting. We'll see how that ends up playing out. And I don't know. Let me see. Did the Mud Dogs play White Lightning? Um, I'm just going back here. Give me one second. White Lightning, Mud Dogs. White Lightning ended up taking it. So, yeah. No shot. It's Mud Dogs versus Team AA in the 8-9 and nine matchup. There, There's no implications between those teams. Um, that's why they're not playing next week, because it literally doesn't matter if they play. I get, I get where you're going with this, Gary. Okay. Uh, then you have Wolfpack versus Team uh, TF Rating. Uh, TF Rating and Wolfpack. TF Rating currently at 4-2-1. And, and Wolfpack currently at 3-3-1. Three, three that's kind of big, because if TF Rating end up winning... They'll be at 5-2-1. And, and they have the head-to-head over the Rejects. Because they played without their quarterback that day. And then... I don't know what their matchup is against Vicious and Delicious. So depending on the implications of the Rejects and Vicious and Delicious game... They could end up moving down... The Rejects could end up moving down to third. TF Rating could take second. Vicious and Delicious can take first. Rejects could take first. Vicious and Delicious second. TF rating third. It it all depends. Uh, if TF rating end up winning this one, they will have 11 points though, and they can jump ahead whoever's currently in second place. So we'll see how that ends up going. That's going to be a huge game between Wolfpack and TF rating. Uh, then you have Rejects and Vicious and Delicious. Huge game for both the teams because whoever ends up winning solidifies that they play uh, or they get the seed one. So they'll end up playing the eight and nine seed. Um, who ends, whoever ends up losing this one depending on the outcome of the TF rating game, could end up dropping down to third place. 
And then third place will end up playing, hold on one second, probably the Rebels or the Wolfpack, depending on the outcome of those games. So, again, we'll see how that ends up going because you have Florida Lee versus the Rebels. If the Rebels end up losing this one, there's no shot of them jumping Wolfpack. If Rebels end up winning this one and Wolfpack lose, they could jump the Wolfpack and then... uh. Yeah, there a, a lot of shit can happen in this division too. There is so much going on with these standings. So uh yeah, it's a big implication games coming up um this week. Uh, I'm really excited. Last week before playoffs and everything, um I kind of want to hear from a couple of the coaches and everything, so I'm going to talk to the coaches and the uh the players, captains, figure out what's going on on their team, how they feel about going into the playoffs and how they feel about their possible matchups in the playoffs. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this week's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for Sunday. Uh, there was a lot of shit that a lot of like a lot of games that have a lot of implications. So I'll be there taking photos. I'll be there trying to watch as many games as I can because I'm just going to be interested by how each one of these games ends up affecting the outcome of the standings and everything. So um, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, again, I apologize for not being here last week, but I appreciate to you all who listen. I appreciate to you guys keeping up with the podcast and everything, especially throughout this season. We've had like an uptick of like 70 to 80 extra people listening to it and everything, so I really do appreciate that support. If that continues, you know, I'll be able to upgrade the podcast to a little bit more, um, possibly get, you know, better quality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's possibility that I'll be able to add like, um, attachments to my podcast and everything. So you guys can take out like, uh, stat sheets and everything. Again, I want to talk to Gary about doing stats because having stats throughout the league really make it a lot more competitive, like catches, pa uh, passes broken up, et cetera, et cetera. Certain teams individually keep those stats, but I would like to do like a league wide thing of, um, people keeping stats. I, <coughs> Ooh, sorry about that. But, uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, keeping stats and, you know, keeping up on top of that, making it a little bit more competitive for the league and a lot more fun. Uh, I think having the podcast is a lot of fun because, you know, people come here, people listen, or uh, a few people do. They all come, they listen, they talk to me at the field, they bullshit about the podcast and everything. I had a couple guys yelling at me because they didn't have anything to listen to work or going to work or on the shitter or whatever. So, you know, I appreciate all you guys, even if you listen to this just on the toilet. I don't, I don't give a shit. You guys are supporting and I really do support that. I really do appreciate all you guys. Uh, shout out to the guys on Gang Green who listen. Shout out to Dante, who's like one of my biggest supporters on my team. Shout out to, you know, Me Machine who listen all the time. Team AA, I know you're out there. Or not Team AA, Team uh, or TF rating. I know you guys are out there. I know you're listening. So, you know, Outlaws, Ace, appreciate you guys. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate all you guys who listen to the end. I'll be there Sunday. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the snack stand. I don't know what the weather's looking like, and I'm going to be busy trying to keep up with the playoffs and everything. So we'll see how that ends up going. But um, we might end up having a snack stand, might not. Gary's been doing drinks and everything, so if you guys need drinks, look for Gary. Um, and, yeah, I'll see you guys Sunday. I appreciate you guys listening. We'll hopefully, you know get all these teams at full strength because I know a couple of these teams have been missing guys. 
Uh, even my team has been missing like a quarterback or a couple guys the past couple of weeks. So it'll be good to see all these teams at full strength come playoffs. I know a couple guys have also been sitting out because of injury and like trying to avoid it come playoff. So it'll be great to see all these teams at full strength, all playing in a competitive playoff, one-game knockout environment. It's a lot of fun and everything. So uh, look for a lot of uh, impactful games this Sunday. Thank you guys for listening. Um, go give the Facebook a follow. It's uh, pretty sure it's Mammoth, Mammoth Adult Flag Football League. You guys can check it out there. Um, podcasts posted, photos are posted. I'll probably post photos either tonight or tomorrow. I have to edit a couple more, but um, I have them in my camera. There's just I have last week's and this week, and I didn't upload any of them, so I have like a thousand. Not really, but I I have a lot of photos that I have to upload and just finish going through. But um, I need to finish that. I'll post those probably by you know Friday evening. You'll have those up. Go follow the Instagram. I think it's like Mammoth County Flag Football League. Also. Um, you can follow my Instagram, uh, you can follow the Twitter that we have for the podcast, which is at bucket hat toe tap, all singular bucket hat toe tap. You can follow that. We have updates on the podcast and everything. We post the live streams and whatnot that we do on my Twitch with all the captains and whatnot. That's a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I'll catch you guys Sunday. I appreciate it. Um, if you guys have any questions about anything or if you guys want anything added to the podcast, you guys think you have any good ideas to make this league a more improved, a more improved league or more, um, you know, functioning league or anything. I want to talk to Gary. I actually had this idea the other day because a lot of team or a lot of leagues have this, uh, idea. I want to talk to Gary about possibly having people sign up for a discounted price, like have, uh, subs basically, uh, sign up like you could pay a quarter or a third of the price you can pay that price and then whenever teams need extra players they can let gary know and we can hit up subs um you know let them know by saturday so we can reach out to the subs let them know that we're going to need them on sunday and then these subs can end up coming and playing for you guys helping you guys out so i want to talk to gary about doing a sub list having them you know participate in that way but uh yeah i'll catch you guys sunday thank you guys for listening this has been bucket hats and toe taps i'll talk to you guys later